0: Alright, welcome to Hooligan Radio, everybody. I am joined with my co-hosts, Zach
1: and Josh. Boys, how have you been?
2: You've been hanging in there.
1: I'm so excited for this these topics on this episode. Yeah, this episode is gonna be a heater, bro.
2: Josh, Damn. the two oh. quick thumbs up for those who can't see.
0: The quick draw thumbs
1: up. <laughs> yeah, true, true, yes. You should be on twitch if you're listening to this podcast somewhere else join us on twitch we're live
0: we're live and we're Head in set. charge and i fired and i missed and i fired and i missed okay but with no further ado i'm going to give you a little insight on what we'll be talking about later we're going to be talking about what happened with gamestop the stock market and that uh, it actually impacts gamestop at all or was it was just gamestop the means for destruction But before that all gets started, I wanted to bring up the fact that recently I have been very addicted to watching vlogs, but only specifically surfing vlogs, and I was wondering if you guys watch any vlogs yourselves.
2: Oh man, I haven't watched, I don't want to put our front on the spotlight, but our good friend Alex, and member of the podcast, used to make some of the best vlogs.
1: He and had really the ten, best ten years ago. Ten oh years yeah, ago, I'm not gonna lie. He had it, the best vlogs. It was a
2: decade. Ever. It was a solid decade ago. But he, I think he actually was the only person, still to this day, that I actually watched his like all of the vlogs, or like actually or tried to make an active uh, effort to watch the vlogs. So definitely have to give him some credit.
0: I yeah, my love for vlogs started with Alex as well. Um, I stopped watching vlogs for a while, and then I started watching some vlogs again. Josh, do you watch vlogs?
1: You know, I'm trying to think of everybody that I watch. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I watch anyone that's like a vlogger, I guess per se. Unfortunately,
2: do you count um, you almost a vlogger? What's your definition of a vlogger? I guess. Yeah, as I, would well?
1: say, I would say I do more commentary. I would say a vlogger is someone who's like more so their videos are just based on their everyday life, right? just
2: their life.
0: Yeah. So people who release like on a like a very tight schedule of like generally i think it's like at least bi-weekly if not like twice a week like in that general region i mean there are people who release vlogs every single day which is absolutely crazy um i think that some of like the most like known vloggers would probably be like who the paul brothers were vloggers yep uh i think Trisha paytas is a vlogger
1: yeah i'd um, say so Shane yeah, Shane, Dawson. Shane
0: oh. Dawson's a vlogger as well but he does like other content other than his vlogs <clears throat> yeah
1: plenty
0: of other stuff um, but the vlogs that I've been watching are specifically I've, I have like probably since the last time you guys have seen me I've consumed over 40 fucking surf vlogs like fucking 20 minute videos just fucking watching surf vlogs I've been watching Jamie O'Brien He's this guy who was like one of the youngest to ever win one of these surfing competitions. I don't even know much about the dude, but it's pretty fucking sweet. He lives on the North Shore of Oahu where I live. I lived on Oahu briefly, for those who didn't know. For like six months, I lived in Waikiki. Um, And it's really interesting to just kind of see him like actually surf all the spots that I've been to before. Nova has joined the podcast. Um, So I've been (laughs) watching vlogs and I was thinking about how... It's such an interesting way for people to create content. They're just like, this is my daily life and it is badass. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, Isaiah, I mean, uh, I don't want to out you or anything, but you've thought about vlogging before,
0: right? I have thought about vlogging before. Um, and then I realized that I just don't do enough interesting shit. If I had a vlog, it'd be like fucking <laughs> one, once every three months.
1: I always feel like, what's the line, though, between my life is so interesting so i'm gonna vlog and this stuff is like i'm doing all this stuff because i'm i have to make vlogs so therefore i have to do all this to make my life interesting you know what i Mm -hmm. mean like you look at someone like david dobrik for example would he be doing all that if he didn't make vlogs like i don't think so
0: i mean yeah i guess that's true i just don't know what i would do like i'd just be like ah, i'm going to the fucking mall today because i have (laughs) like 500 dollars
2: you just need to rival off what's going off in your head. Maybe I'll just vlog
0: about you know, my stock purchases, bro.
1: Well, I think that's also why, I don't think it's really happened yet, but vlogging on TikTok, I think, will definitely become a thing. Because it's so much shorter, so much less editing, and you could upload once every other day or seven times a day. Because it's shit. so easy. I'm
0: in.
2: Yeah. I'm going to become the It's like a seven fan. minutes.
1: I'm going to become the first. So, yeah. TikTok so, really, blog. going to the mall could be like a one-minute TikTok. because it's pretty easy to fill that time.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. And I've been, like, I've been pretty inspected on the TikTok, dude. I feel like I know the algorithm. Maybe I should make of my Maybe I'll get famous on the TikTok blog, dude, and then this podcast can blow up because I'm like, Yo, you guys have a podcast? <laughs>
1: there you that go. That's always been one of the strategies. One of us get famous so, by doing something else and then by and proxy. Bring it back here. Yeah, bring that, that will, fame back hold. to the podcast. Yeah,
0: exactly. Zach's not I pulling his weight. Zach's not trying to get famous.
2: I see, I, had a, I had a reversed. I imagine there's going to be one big event or like one event that where it would be good enough to where there's a lot of eyes or cameras. that would just be like, all right, this is the chance. so we can, We can do it. <laughs>
0: We're gonna make Zach like the streaker during the, stre- the Super Bowl. Zach's gonna make our gonna be our on the street correspondent whenever Ohio State wins the next national championship, and he's gonna get attacked by a streaker, and then that's how we get famous.
2: And I right. get attacked by the streaker. Yeah, Why would I not be helping? <laughs> oh, you're gonna shriek,
0: bro! Now we're definitely gonna get famous.
2: See, that's what I'm saying. Just hooligan a radio on the back. Complete. I just worked off by them.
0: But yeah, that's what I want to talk about. I was fucking madly consuming blogs just by surfers. I'm trying to think of like what other cool things would be interesting to like watch a vlog on. So if you were to be like, oh, I want to watch this kind of person make a vlog, what would that kind of person be? Would it be like professional football player vlog or like a parkour guy or like a fucking computer scientist who works at an insurance company guy or... What, you, what would you guys, like, what would be the number one, like, if you, obviously you haven't looked it up because you guys don't watch vlogs, but what would be, like, the number one kind of person, you'd be like, that kind of person is interesting, I want to watch their vlogs. I think i want variety. Life. Variety?
2: Yes. And not even the sense of, like, you have to go out and do a cool bunch of stuff, but just, like, even, like, okay, I'm working out or something like that. And then just like, all right, I did this one day, like, this is me doing something else the other day, and stuff like that, and just doing different things in that sort of sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, I I guess I didn't mention this before, but now I'm thinking of it. So, Jack Black, he is a YouTube channel where he does vlog, I watch him. So, I guess that is a vlogger that I watch um and that's what i find interesting is like let's say it's like a college athlete or an actor or someone that does something very interesting but their vlogs are more so like what they do when they're not doing that thing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i think it would be awesome to see like what a member of the cleveland browns does when they're not being a football player so those are the types of i think that's why jack black's youtube channel is so successful because he's obviously this hugely famous actor but it's like his vlogs are just him goofing around with his kids and it's hilarious
0: that's the part of the vlogs that I enjoy, the, the surfing vlogs. So, like, in between um, in between the surf sessions, is just them being fucking goons in Hawaii. It's just like a 30-year-old man just gooning with the other surfer bros. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the part that I'm like, that's cool. That's why I was wondering, I was like, whose lifestyle would you want to be, like... If you could pick one famous person right now and they would like spin up a vlog and you could see what they do on their not being a famous person, who would you pick? Oh, the Rock, no question. The Rock, that's a wow. good call. That is, a, he knew right out of the gate, dude. He, he said The Rock. What about you? Z- I Z-
2: was that? actually going to say John Cena. I like how <laughs> we're in the same Cena.
1: sort of world.
0: <laughs> I'm going Haley Williams, dude. I'd watch a Haley Williams vlog like fucking every day. If she uploaded some yep. days a week, I'd watch a video every single day. Yeah, you know she's on TikTok. Yeah, she's on. I know she's on TikTok with her hair dye company. I didn't know she's on TikTok herself.
1: Well, yeah, it's the hair dye company, but she, yeah, it's. I mean, it's her. So the queen. That's the queen.
0: <laughs> I would also watch ninety um, percent of the emo bands that I idolize. I watch like fucking. I want to watch Gerard Way talk about writing fucking Umbrella Academy.
1: Black okay,
0: we spent a lot of time talking about vlogs. I fucking love vlogs, but. <laughs> Josh wants to talk about something that is much more expensive than vlogs. I don't
1: know about that much more expensive. <laughs> so, I... I, uh... have never had HBO before. I've done free trials in the past to watch things like Hard Knocks or, uh... Barry, a few shows I've watched in there. But I got HBO Max because it's $15 a month. And I originally got it because they decided to release Wonder Woman 1984 on there. Uh... At no extra cost. And then once I got on there, they had enough content that I just decided it was worth trying out for a month. So I paid the $15. And then after paying that $15, Warner Brothers announced they will be releasing every single movie that comes out from Warner Brothers in 2021 in theaters where theaters are open and on HBO Max the same day uh, at no extra cost to subscribers. So we're talking, you know, just for the big ones, movies like Godzilla versus Kong, Uh, tom and jerry the suicide squad sequel conjuring three are all films that are going to be coming out this year on hbo max same day as theaters for the first 30 days of their run you can watch them and all you pay is the 15 bucks for hbo max and my worry with hbo max was that it was going to be some extra thing on top of hbo but you actually get all of hbo in addition so it's like an all-encompassing thing for just $15. There was a huge chunk of people already paying 15 bucks just for HBO. So now to have this new streaming service, I think it's up. Honestly, I think it's one of the best. Like I'm not going to say it's the best one already. But with this announcement from Warner Brothers, I mean, the only other studio is obviously Netflix makes films and releases them. But they're usually not these big films that are in theaters. Uh, and then Disney Plus is releasing some movies on there. But you, like with Mulan, you had to pay $30 extra dollars just to watch it so i think this has been a crazy development in this whole theaters are closed time period and i think hbo max is a must-have streaming service right now i
0: think i want to correct you on something that you said that you would regret to say if you said it again out loud while you were not monologuing you think that netflix releases movies that would not deserve to be in the theaters if they were allowed to be in the theaters i would say that uncut gems was a theater movie that was released on netflix Uncle Jim's was
1: in theaters. Oh, was it? Yes, yeah. yes. Um, it was made by A24, actually. But oh, shit. There, there are definitely the Netflix films, like, for example, The Irishman. Like, there are definitely Netflix films. I don't mean they just don't deserve to be. I just mean, first of all, they just aren't. Like, unless they want the film to qualify for Oscars, they don't put it in theaters. Um, mm. And then, you know... They do have a few big blockbuster movies they've made, like that Will Smith one, Bright. Uh, they just Bright re- released so one good. recently with uh, Anthony Mackie. But mm-hmm. my point was, Netflix usually makes smaller scale films because they're just releasing it on streaming. Every once in a while, they'll do a big budget one. So that's, yeah, I get what you're saying there. Not Definitely not thing that doesn't deserve to. HBO Max, these are movies that were made, budgeted, and intended to be released in theaters. And now they're being put on a streaming service at no extra cost. I think that's a huge development.
2: That's that's a little crazy. to I mean, you said you so you get access to them for thirty days from the release date.
1: Yeah, so the first thirty days of theatrical run, they're on HBO Max. And then they get taken off HBO Max until I assume they come out on DVD or you know whatever the case is.
2: And then it just gets, comes back. Assuming. Yeah. I th-
1: my, my guess would be they did that because in order to get theaters to agree to it, their argument was, well, hey, most of you are closed, so let us do it for the first 30 days. When you guys open back up, you know you can play those movies. So mm. that's my guess, but you know, obviously we'll see what happens. Theaters are open in, in a lot of places in the country right now. They're even open near us, or at least near me, um, but they're only open on the weekends, and it's only certain chains, uh, and people aren't going. So so we'll <laughs> see. I think the the biggest movie this year has like a seven million dollar gross is like the biggest release this year. so
0: this year or last year it's February uh, this
1: now. this year so January to year. now yeah the, there's a lot of reruns obviously going on. classic movies, but I think uh, there's one or two films that have grossed over a million dollars in the US and that's it. China is doing really big because they're obviously a little bit more over the virus than we are right now. But uh, United States is not going to be a big market for movies this year. So I think that that's why HBO Max is definitely a must-buy. Plus, it's just like I've never seen a bad show made by HBO Max. I haven't watched a lot of them. But, I mean, obviously there's, you know, Game of Thrones, The Wire. I mean, the one just, you know, that I'm thinking of off the top of my head.
2: Like you said, the big thing that you mentioned there that I think is the big selling point for HBO is that you're getting those movie-quality movies for that series, like you yes. said with Netflix, you're just not getting that, those huge budgets compared to some of these other films.
1: Yeah, and I watched uh, the one they released recently called The Little Thing, starring uh, Denzel Washington and Rami Malek. It's like a detective movie. It hmm. wasn't amazing or anything, but I liked it a little bit more than I thought I would. Uh, and then with and that's not something I would have gone to the theater to see. And then hmm. with Wonder Woman 1984, I did not like it very much. But I had the realization of like, wow! I just got to watch this movie for essentially free at home. I didn't have to spend forty dollars going to the theater and being disappointed because I didn't really like the movie. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's good on both ends. Movies that you really love, you'll get to see at home for free, and movies that maybe, you know, you didn't want to waste your time going to the theater. Now you might give a chance because it's free at home.
2: Now, are they released really, What's what's their release like? Are they doing like one at least a week, or are you getting like maybe two a week? So Uh, so you're not getting any actual, like, new releases?
1: Yeah, there's definitely not a ton, you know, as far as new releases right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can look up their full slate online. But right now, I think Wonder Woman 1984 and The Little Things are the only ones so far that have been released. By the time this episode comes out, Judas and the Black Messiah, which is a film starring uh, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out and Lakeith Stanfield from uh, Sorry to Bother You, Uh, that film will be available by the time this episode is out I think that's like a true story drama Um, and then next month is when you really start to see the heavy hitters the Tom and Jerry remake which isn't for everybody it's a family film but the Tom and Jerry Mm -hmm. remake Godzilla vs. Kong Mortal Kombat those all start coming out in the next few months nice but yeah just wanted to throw that out there and then uh, if anyone hasn't tried it I I would definitely recommend it but uh, Zach what do you got for us
2: Okay. So we're going to move on to um, the next big mystery sweeping the nation. Subway Subway's tuna. What is it?
0: <laughs> it's tuna, bro.
2: I don't know. Subway. so a lawsuit has been filed against tuna. I mean against tuna. tuna. Has tuna. been the fish in the filed, sea. <laughs> <laughs> Has been filed against Subway because it's been shown that their tuna is not tuna whatsoever. It's actually been proven and shown not to really have any tuna whatsoever in some of the samples that they've received from various subways across the nation.
0: Nice. I've never had one, so I feel safe.
1: Yeah. First of all, I already feel like I like Subway more than a lot of people, and I don't even love it. But who, if you go there and get the tuna, I need you to explain it to me. Have any of us ever gone to Subway and got a tuna sub?
2: Nope. I, I personally never have. I've seen my mom, and I... No, for a fact. Every single time I've gone with her, she's gotten it.
1: Every time, oh, Sandy. oh,
2: it's every time.
0: See, that's the thing. Is like, what other meats did they test that fucking subway? Because like, you ever think about it, you're like, oh, the, the tuna's not. It was a mystery meat. I'm like, yeah, bro. what about the chicken? Is the chicken actually chicken? Is it like sixty <laughs> percent chicken? Is that chicken? <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, what's the percentage?
1: This, this is a Black Forest ham, hey, actually ham. Hey, who fucking knows? I, I totally agree with you, but all I'm saying is if you were getting the tuna, I kind of feel like you were asking for it in some respects. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the claims are that their tuna is anything but. Uh, this is only another lawsuit because it seems like Subway's in continuously in the news are being either sued or a lawsuit filed for them or some sort of scandal. Uh, another actual lawsuit that was brought up in the same article that talked about this one was back in 2013, they were sued uh, for claims that their sub sandwiches were only 11 inches long compared to the advertised 12 for many <laughs> other stores.
0: The real question I have for you, Zach, is have you talked to your mom about this article? <laughs> I don't want to break her heart. So you're just going to let her eat mystery tuna? <laughs> hey. You're if not going to protect owns- your own mother from the mystery tuna. <laughs>
2: hey, if she likes it, she likes it. It's some people love it. Do you want to know the craziest part? You have to at least Go tell up. her! <laughs> on, hear this. So there is Subway, a couple of days after this, comes out and has a promotion for 50 off tuna sandwiches, foot logs.
0: Yeah, of course they got to get rid of all the fucking tuna.
2: Yeah, <laughs> just what an orthodox bull And you didn't move. tell
0: your mom; she probably thought that was a good deal. I know your mom.
2: I know. No, Subway's one of those places that they only go when I suggest it, or they want to get something fast. There's no way she's gone in there in years. How
0: can, yeah. Okay, your mom's probably scarfing the fucking
1: subway tuna, and you're not protected
2: by that can same should, ice cream scoop they used to scoop it up.
1: Yeah. I've never had the tuna, but can we agree again? I feel like I like Subway more than a lot of people, but I feel like no matter what I get, the Subway Sub tastes exactly the same. Exactly the same.
2: Oh, whatever bread you get, that's what it tastes like.
0: Whatever bread, whatever fucking meat, unless you get the spicy Italian, because spicy Italian just tastes like fucking pepperoni grease.
1: (laughs) I think I just got Harper from that scent. Oh,
2: man.
0: All of the rest of the subs taste like fucking Subway. (laughs) Subway is a taste. It's not a food. It really yeah. is.
1: I mean, everyone, every fast food kind of has that, but it's definitely, like, uh, Subway's up there with, like, McDonald's. It's, like, the mm-hmm. specific taste, no matter what you get. Yeah, yeah, if you get a if you
0: get a McDonald's burger, it tastes like every other
1: McDonald's burger. Like, dude, <laughs> last week, I swear, I got a salad from Subway. It tasted the same. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a yeah.
1: mystery, me, bro. <laughs> it's
2: that tuna. It gets in everything.
1: I, I did not get the tuna. I did not get the tuna. The you
0: salad. want the
2: tuna salad?
0: You didn't get the tuna salad, bro. You didn't just get a, a fucking ice cream scoop of tuna on top of some fucking spinach, dude. Oh, delicious! Uh, I hope that you're listening it. to this on your lunch, whoever Same. you are. At
2: Subway, throw it at their face. All
1: right, <laughs> I say, uh, what's our top? Hey, you know today?
0: what? Fuck that, dude! I think the same thing about Chipotle. Okay, I'm out of here. I can't. That's a that's too
2: whoa, hot of a take. Right <laughs> I'm not gonna jump into hey. this barrel.
0: Everything I ever eat at, at Chipotle tastes the same,
1: except that except it tastes delicious, so it's okay.
0: Yeah, Chipotle tastes delicious. Hot takes, hot takes on the lake. That's <laughs> other podcast Josh does, and <laughs> this is a shameless plug for him. Um, yes. All right, now. It's time to talk about what happened with GameStop and the world. Um, I want Zach No, wait, wait,
2: wait. We're skipping. Oh, we're skipping top top three. three.
0: Fuck them. No, top three. What do you mean? (laughs) The top three that I have chose for this week is top three businesses that have disappeared or gone out of business. It's been a tough year, boys and girls. And I just want to know what businesses you're missing. If they went away because of COVID or if they went away way before COVID, I want to know. And I get to go first. I'm going with Hollywood Video. Yeah, everybody loves Blockbuster. Everybody fucking talk about Blockbuster. It's fine. Hollywood Video was sweet. Fuck blue, dude. It's all about that purple. I'm
1: going with <laughs> I'm going with Hollywood Video. That's a good first pick. That's a good first pick. Um, damn, I was definitely thinking about Blockbuster, but I can't do that off of the back of Hollywood Video. So. Um, I think uh, first pick. This is tough one. Um, Businesses that have disappeared or gone out of business. I'm going to go with Quiznos, which I don't. I think might actually exist somewhere, but it disappeared from Ohio or at least near me a long time ago. How the
2: hell did you just pick Quiznos out of every single thing?
0: Eighty percent of Quiznos' is, is, dude, uh, Quiznos have gone out of business. So yes, dude,
1: I'll let that one fall. Quiznos, Zach, do you not like Quiznos? No,
2: Quiz the, the Quiznos was mine. I put Quiznos is <laughs> the <king laughs> of
1: sub <substances. Snyder>, bro.
2: <laughs> like that is insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: awesome. I apologize. Oh man, but you, get, you get two in a row at least. <laughs> uh, I guess. Yeah, but you knocked out
0: one of his three that he came up with, so <laughs> he's gonna have to fucking go on the internet to look at him up. I had two
2: guaranteed. I was like, man, I got enough time to go find a third one while they have to get the other one. Man. No. <laughs> I can't believe you said a quiz. No. So <laughs> the next one I think is also... I'm not for certain if all of them are closed down, but I think at least majority of them all is Tiavana. Um, yeah, that old... I
0: think Starbucks closed most oh, of the yeah. Tiavana locations as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and that might actually be for quite some time. Um, but that was one place that I actually... Winter quite a bit that I dreaded seeing closed down.
0: I remember um, going to one of those with Zach, and they would like waft the tea with the fucking lid like some fucking crazy magicians and shit. And I was like, "This is fucking too much for me, bro." I gotta go. It's all about
2: the art, the showmanship, <laughs> and that's another thing that all of them taste the same.
0: Tivana tea, <laughs> yeah, no dude, way, dude. I'm... The Golden Monkey, bro, that should tasted different because that's probably not tea.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, every time I walk by Tivana, just you know the person standing out there like the sample person, like, oh, you, you want to... It's like, I'm sorry, like, I don't want hot tea right now. I'm walking through the <laughs> I'm mall. I'm walking like, through the I want, mall. Like, but like, I walking through the mall i do not want, want it tea. in a little plastic cup. Yeah. I want yeah. it in yeah, a it's real cup. Like,
2: it is the middle of July. I'm sure. <laughs> it's the last thing I want. Is steaming hot tea, yeah. cup of tea. And yeah, yeah, the plastic to right. burn my hands. No. exactly. Uh, oh, and second one, my, one, the second one in the row, we're going to go for a good old callback. We're going to go with Circuit City. Holy (laughs) shit. Circuit fucking
0: City. That's a good one, dude.
2: I have vivid memories of going to Circuit City with my dad. And I still can't even tell you what we've ever purchased from there. I don't know if we've ever actually purchased anything from there. I just remember going there, walking through the aisles, looking straight up. It was a great time.
0: I feel like I did not. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I did not clarify when I said businesses. It seems like we're going retail establishments, and I'll keep we'll keep it in that vein. But I got to change up some of mine because we've gone <laughs> with just like straight up like brick and mortar stores, and I'm like, okay, we can stay in that. You
1: said Hollywood Video. You started uh, I wrong. started with Hollywood yeah.
0: Video because <laughs> that's a good one. But I was gonna say Warp Tour.
1: But, that's fair. <laughs> oh.
0: I didn't that's want to fair. be like, I'm making Zach pick fucking Tivana, and I'm going to come out here with Warp Tor <laughs> at the end and right, be well, like, I'm what next. the fuck?
1: Well, I'm, I'm next. I'm next. And I'm really glad that this one survived to the second round. I got to go with Cece's Pizza. I miss it so much, guys. I know that the pizza isn't great, but it's a part of my childhood that's now gone.
2: Josh, are we on the same wavelength? That is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to live with every you universe, both savages. these places are still open.
1: I totally thought you were going to take CeCe's with one of your seats,
2: I just didn't think anyone would pick CeCe's. I thought that one was pretty safe <laughs> to the end.
1: No, I miss it, man. I miss eating this shitty pizza. I loved it so much.
2: <laughs> you, you know what you're getting in when you walk in there. Yeah, dude. If you pay fucking
0: $10 for a pizza buffet, you're not getting pizza, bro. You're getting paper. With cheese Mm -hmm. on it, maybe. Maybe cheese. Maybe cheese on it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Alright. I'm going to stay in the brick-and-mortar realm because I feel like I had an unvaried advantage, but then I get to go twice, and the last one I'm using, it's going to blow it out of the water anyway. First, I'm going with EB Games. You guys remember EB Games?
1: Yeah, GameStop.
2: Preferred over GameStop.
0: Preferred over GameStop. That was GOAT. And... You know, I just remember going to EB Games in the Midway Mall and being like, this is my shit. This is so cool in here. And then now it's gone. And With my last pick, I'm debating. Do you guys want me to stay brick and mortar? Or do you guys want me, or are you guys going to let loose the chains?
2: I might let loose the chains so I can find it. Find one.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm going with Vine, dude. I like TikTok, Vine. but I Damn. loved Vine, bro.
2: That's a good one.
0: Vine was a business that has disappeared, and, you know, the world was changed because of Vine. We wouldn't have the Paul Brothers if it wasn't for Vine.
1: That's the example you come up with?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I take um. back everything said about that one.
1: <laughs> okay. I feel, yeah. like I, <laughs> I feel like Vine, obviously we miss it, but I feel like it kind of died off at the right time. You know, we're left with that good nostalgia of those good Vines. If it was still around today, we'd probably think differently.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. If TikTok would have came along and been like, we're coming for the crown against Vine, we would have been fucking dedicated. Like, who the fuck
1: are you, new Facebook? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Was that uh, your last one or you got one more? That's my last one. I did my three. All right. My last one, fortunately, this is a personal one close to my heart. I know none of you will pick it, but I got to put it in my top three. Near us, we have a place called Crocker Park. And my whole life, there was a restaurant there called Brio. And that is where I proposed to my now fiance, soon wife, and unfortunately, due to the pandemic, they have closed. Whoa!
0: is Damn. closed. And this is how I find out.
2: Damn! I never
1: even ate there before. <laughs> it's like, what? Never? I didn't so
2: much. <laughs> he didn't even eat. It was a staple. Uh-
1: Dude, Brio is definitely a place where every time I walked in, I just thought I might see Zaxi's parents. Totally got that. (laughs) Got
0: that vibe. I don't (laughs) think
2: they've ever walked into a Brio a day in their life.
1: just seems like a place where it's like, this is a really nice restaurant. Oh, there's the C's. That makes sense. That checks out. just sitting on the patio.
2: No, they're they're at the patio at Applebee's getting their margs. No way. I could totally see
0: your parents at the patio at Bar Louie.
1: Or Yard House.
2: Uh, uh, Yeah, Yard House they'll be at. That one without a doubt.
1: Brio is gone, so anyone who grew up in this area and always thought about going there but didn't, it's gone. <laughs> Sorry.
2: It's gone for a...
1: I think they uh, might be opening something new there soon, but I don't, I don't know.
0: 2.0.
1: Hot Chicken Takeover too.
0: They just mm. changed all, right, all of the stores in Crocker Park to Hot Chicken Takeover.
1: Zach, you got the last pick.
2: All right, I'm, I'm sticking with Brick and Mortar, and I'm going with the true nostalgic pick with Toys R Us.
0: I was gonna pick Toys yeah. R Us if you said we stay brick and mortar. So that's a good pick. I had some very fond memories going to Toys R Us when I was not a child. Yep, a lot but of good I, memories
1: I, I, there. I kind of, I kind of feel like Toys R Us walked so recess could run.
0: That's true. That is true. I love recess games. If they close, different out customers. Yeah, yeah, but the different customers market. that grew up going to Toys R Us went on to go to recess, is what Josh Yeah, they
2: migrated.
1: Said. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, yeah, you got four year olds probably going into recess. Um,
2: the cool ones, too.
1: Yeah, the cool ones. Yeah, the ones that beat that <laughs>
2: Remember kid that, kids?
1: Go.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, to- wasn't there like a thing about Toys R Us was actually going to come back, but then like they didn't?
0: They were going to be an online retailer, and then they just fucking
1: didn't do it. <laughs> like, There's probably uh, some type of, it, it was some type of scheme. Yeah, probably
2: send us some money. All
0: right, yeah, that, that was, was my top one. three top three businesses uh, that have disappeared and gone. um I forgot. Oh, Hollywood Video, EB Games, and Vine were mine. Josh, what was yours?
1: Uh, I had Quiznos, CC's Pizza, and Brio. I think it's oh, pretty good list. Quick tidbit: There's that a Quiznos in
0: Nashville, Tennessee. It's right, in um, Uber Eats distance of my house, bro. You got to come visit Isaiah, I just
1: a flight to your. <laughs> Actually, just Josh, just drive. don't need to fly. Um,
0: Right by my grandma's house is a house that's still open.
1: All right, I'll just stop at her house and be like, hey. What's up? Hey, what's up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Never I, mean. drove,
1: I drove here and ordered the Uber Eats to drop it off here instead of just driving just out, like, yeah, yeah, can I come in? It's should cold. I bring
0: you Quiznos on your wedding day, dude? I can stop by my grandma's house, get some Quiznos, and bring it to you on your wedding
1: day. I'm too. No, I, I gotta. Okay, I don't want to talk about my wedding. We'll talk about it. But well, uh, no,
0: thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. okay, okay. That's fine. Yeah. I'm going to sneak it into your back pocket and be like, bro, I brought you some Quiznos. <laughs> yeah,
2: can you bring that for me? That will be a great oh, yeah. product.
0: <laughs> Zach Quiznos, and I are um, going to eat Quiznos at your wedding. <laughs> all right. All right. And, Zach, what was your top three businesses that are no longer existing?
2: Oh, man, what did I have? I had Tiavana, Circuit City, and Toys R Us.
0: Nice. <sighs> It's a sad day to think about all of the capitalism that failed us, but right. we need to think about how capitalism failed us. And our final topic for the episode: what the fuck happened with GameStop? <laughs> now, I want you guys to describe to me what you, how much you know about this, so I don't feel like I'm, I'm going to explain it from the grassroots of what I understand. But I want to see where you guys are on the on the topic. Do you guys understand or know what happened with GameStop or are aware of I, the
1: issue at all? I think I, I have a basic understanding. Zach, you want to go first?
2: Yeah, I also feel like I have a very high... I, I don't know if the term is high level, but a very basic understanding of amateur investors on Reddit declaring war on Wall Street uh, hedge funds and essentially GameStop skyrocketing. Yes. So-
1: yeah, I, what I would add to that is... From what I understand, they were in Wall Street, they were doing something called shorting a stock where you borrow a stock while it's uh, before you think it's going to fall. And then something along the lines of like you sell it and then later on you have to buy it. And because it's a lower price, you make money. Basically, it sounds like the opposite of what you usually do with a stock. Mm -hmm. Um, And someone on Reddit noticed this. So everyone started buying it, thus making them on Wall Street lose a lot of money if they could keep it up to a certain level unfortunately i didn't really follow it enough to know if that actually happened or you know what ended up happening with that but it Mm -hmm. was more of a it wasn't a let's save GameStop thing it was more of a let's screw these rich people thing and i'm all about it yes
0: okay so i'll continue to explain from where these guys briefly touched base on so what was happening um was there was a hedge fund i don't remember the name of the hedge fund because i don't care about hedge funds um they decided to borrow 140% of the available stocks on the stock market of GameStop um, at a price that was... So, basically, the way that shorting works is they borrow the shares at... Let's say they borrow it at $5, and they assume that that is going to go down to $4, and so then they would sell all of the shares at $4, and... Um, Basically, making the difference in all of the shares, right? So, for example, if I was to say I have 300 shares um, of this and I borrowed them at five dollars, and then whenever it dips down to four dollars, I buy up all the shares and then push it back up to four dollars. I can kind of make profits there. You see how that get like the market can kind of be gamed there. Um, Zach, you've played like an MMORPG. You kind of know how like the price influx on markets kind of happen whenever mm-hmm. like there is a surge of demand or a surge of supply. So you could have something that was very rare and then like that would go up and down. That's basically how the stock market works, right? Mm-hmm. So what happened was this meme Reddit called Wall Street Bets. Um, Notice that these that this basically this hedge fund was saying that GameStop is failing as a company, um, and we are going to bet against GameStop. This is essentially what is going on. Um they were saying that GameStop is going to continue to go down. We're going to put in billions of dollars to bet against it so that they could make billions of dollars on the back end. This is the hedge fund. Um <clears throat> These people on Wall Street bets noticed that they kind of overstepped their bet in borrowing 140 percent of the shares, and so whenever they noticed this, because hedge funds have to disclose this information that they're making a move like this, um, they said, "Hey, everybody that's in the subreddit, buy GameStop so the money go so that the price goes up instead of down." Um, in the end, turning it so that. Say, for example, I borrow it at four if I borrow it at five dollars and then the price goes up to ten dollars, I have to pay the difference. Um, and then I lose out on all of that money. So, the way that it works is they put out these I think they're called call options where they kind of like buy up all of these things saying the price is going to be at this level, or it's going to say and they stay what they call in the money, as if like. If the price stays below a certain level, they're in the money. And if it goes above the sort of like a certain level, they're out of the money. They're out of their money. You know what I mean? So what happened with GameStop is exactly that. People noticed that these Wall Street guys were going to do this with the GameStop stock, which is kind of fucked up because it's like the hedge funds have enough money to kind of make that come true, right? If nobody's paying attention, if I'm a billion dollar organization and I say that your your shares are not worth anything more than four dollars even though I'm borrowing them at five dollars people kind of just say yeah that's true mm-hmm. why would I bet against somebody who's a billions of dollars right like if I was to say to you Josh I'm going to use all of my billions of dollars against this thing and you were like, "I'm just Josh. I'm not going to use my hundreds of dollars to try to go against that person who's billions of dollars." Basically, yeah. the subreddit Wall Street Bet said, "Hey, if we all put our fucking money together, we can rob these guys fucking blind." And that's what they proceeded to do with um, with GameStop. So here's a couple things that I want to touch on. No, GameStop is not saved. Um, <laughs> that. Uh, they are a hurting company, and no matter how much money you guys put into their stocks, it's not going to change the market atmosphere for GameStop. I know that there is a, in this chat alone, just in the people that are on this podcast, there is a fondness of GameStop. We met some of our favorite people in the world, and we spent a lot of time at GameStop, um, which is what was like people were kind of trying to say, because you can't like actively tell other people to buy a stock
1: for Some stupid reason, like you can't, uh, you can't like manipulate the market right. per se, mm-hmm. except what these people did on Reddit is like what rich people on Wall Street just do all the time, yeah. And what they're billing no dollars and they their yeah. And uh, no one does anything about it, but then when it's like normal people doing it on a Reddit, then
2: yeah. yeah,
0: so I don't want anybody to be like, oh, they're saving GameStop or what is more important, right? Because like GameStop is important to us, but you know what's even more important to us is the other stocks that people are investing in, which would be AMC. They tried to use AMC as another means to rob the um, the billionaires of all of their money uh, because they were trying to do the same thing, but they weren't doing it as aggressively on AMC. So where like, with GameStop, this hedge fund was borrowing 140% of the shares. That means they were, bar- they were trying to borrow literally the whole market's worth of the shares, plus some. So, whenever we did this, it kind of, like, put forced them into a position where they're like, I oh, don't know. With AMC, they're only doing it with 70% of the shares. So, it wasn't as, like, actively pinning these hedge funds. Um... They were also trying to do it with Nokia and BlackBerry, and it's like all these companies that we've heard about for years. We know who they are, and we know that they're not doing well. Mm -hmm. Um, GameStop was the perfect storm because GameStop didn't have um, the amount of volume per share. So whenever somebody is talking in the stock market about volume, they're talking about the amount of shares that there are to buy. Um, I think that the difference is like there are 7 million shares of GameStop on the market, um, with AMC, there's something close to, like, 20 or something. I don't remember. There's, like, sevenfold more shares in AMC. It's a lot harder to move the price when there's a lot more units, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the best way I can describe it is, is, like, if it's all about the percentage, really. If, like, if I bought up 50% of something... Um, Obviously, that 50% becomes more rare because all of it is in my possession. Um, That's a lot harder to do whenever there's a lot more of the thing to buy up. Mm -hmm. Um, The part of this that got really fucked up and is the reason why I even want to talk about it on this podcast is because I know that a lot of the people that I've talked to and listened to, um, they use Robin Hood to do their investing. Um, And Robin Hood kind of like tried to play this card where it was like, we're protecting you from market volatility by making sure you cannot buy these stocks. And it kind of felt like you've ever been in that situation where somebody just like is protecting you, but the way that they're protecting you is hurting you more than they were actually Helping you. So these people are grown people. They're approved on your app in order to do the trading that they were supposed to be trying to do. Um, And you took that responsibility away from them and you locked up their money in their accounts. Um, I actively was participating in this, what I would say was a coup d'etat against the billionaires, death to the bourgeoisie. Um, And I actually like. Lost a lot, not a lot of money, not like anything that I'm gonna be like, I'm fucking donezo. Um, but I have like $800 in AMC and they pretty much like locked my account down. I couldn't, I like, they were basically like, you could sell if you want to, but you can't do anything else. So it was wow. kind of like, uh, it was like an act of betrayal from an app that is obviously named after like the story yeah. of Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. It it didn't sit right with me and it sucks too because like I've spent a lot of time before 2021 being like, yeah, you guys should use Robin Hood like you can actually start investing in stocks and like you can buy fractional shares and all that kind of stuff with it and it's really easy to set yeah. up. And then they went and they pulled this and I was like that is going to leave a bad taste in my mouth and they've been saying a lot of different things a lot of different things that just sound like PR to me at this point because it's just kind of like oh we couldn't do this because of this and you're like okay but like you weren't clear about that for three days like obviously somebody wrote this up it wasn't like a in my face thing that you said that this was happening it was definitely it felt really shitty to be put in that situation. And it kind of felt like Robin hood was just siding on the side of these hedge funds that were actually losing money and redistribute. Like it was described to me via a couple different means, a couple of those Twitch streams I was watching and keeping up with all that kind of stuff. Um, was like, this is the biggest opportunity for redistribution of the wealth of the 1% have um, ever. And Robinhood basically said, no, 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 no,
1: Yeah, my experience with Robinhood specifically after I knew all this was going on, I downloaded Robinhood and uh, the cool thing about it, the coolest thing about it, in my opinion, is the fractional shares, right? Because this allows access to the market for literally anybody. Like you could buy the GameStop stock could be at $300 a share and you could put $1 into GameStop and get a personal, you know, get a fractional share. Uh, so once I learned that, uh, not just about GameStop, but just share, you know, stocks in general to where, <clears throat> oh, I don't have to put in $2,000, you know, to start investing in this. I can yeah. buy five, $5 of this. Um, so I downloaded it. And as soon as I went on, obviously this was going on with a few different stocks, not just GameStop. So as soon as I, uh, sign up for Robinhood, I get my free, you get a free stock when you create your account. Usually I get that. I'm like, cool. I put in a little bit of money and then it's like, Literally, I come in and then there's a disclosure that pops up, and it's like due to the via you know via volatility.
0: how do you pronounce it volatility Viol- volatility. Yeah.
1: volatility volatility yeah you were not allowed to buy GameStop AMC BlackBerry Nokia like it was a whole list and not only did they say that but you couldn't even search it like for a certain amount of time while that was going on you know you if you typed in AMC it, it wouldn't even pop up, up yeah. in the search so literally all you could do is sell it if you had it already and um. Yeah, I think that's, I don't think anyone on our level, as far as like normal people should, uh, use an app that would do that. I know it's an extremely rare circumstance and, you know, this is something that has not happened really before, but I I do think that it goes against everything that they're supposed to be as their business model and their name being Robin Hood, it truly became the biggest irony of the entire story. And for them to come up with excuses or try to have reasons why they did this, uh, not saying that what they did was illegal or unethical or anything like that but just from the standpoint of we can never trust you as a consumer trust your app ever again so why would i use it you know was kind of my ex- experience you know although mm-hmm. limited i haven't used robinhood before this so it is a limited experience but that's how i felt
0: um yeah and one thing that i want to touch on is that robinhood is not the only investing app that you can use that does fractional yeah. shares um, sure. You can easily Google what is available to you. I know that Fidelity is, also does fractional shares, um, and that'll be who I will be investing with. And that's not even to say that Fidelity wouldn't do the same thing, but it's just like knowing that moving forward, if this was to happen again, right? If, if somebody was to be like, hey, look at the hedge funds are getting out of whack again. I'm not going to sit with Robinhood, who I know is going to limit me from actually doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. Now, now that we've split that all on the table, I need to talk about things that are happening as a ripple effect from that. So with all of that happening, Wall Street bets as beloved as they are at this point in time are also a bunch of fucking memesters. And, you need to know that the same thing that is happening with Dogecoin is not what's happening. was not what was happening with GameStop or AMC or any of that thing. There is no shorts happening on Dogecoin. It is literally a game of chicken. If you are invested in Dogecoin, you are playing a game of chicken. You are you actively. It's literally. I need to pull my money out before somebody else pulls their money out and drives the price down. So if you were to say, the Dogecoin is like a direct, it is such an anomaly. If you are currently invested in it, I just hope that you understand that you're not doing the same thing that GameStop was doing, or what people were doing with the GameStop stock. You are literally gambling whenever it comes to Dogecoin. Yeah. Um, so whenever people are like, I bought Dogecoin and I bought it at, Five cents, I'm waiting for it to go to a dollar. I can't tell you enough that that is not a good investing strategy. While if it ever did happen, you would make a lot of money, don't put your life savings into something like that. Just don't. It is. I am not offering investing strategies here, but I do not want to see any of the people that I love and enjoy Get their fucking shit rocks because they think that they're doing what they think that they're fighting billionaires, but when they're really gambling, totally buying Dogecoin. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: they're buying Dogecoin. <laughs> uh, <red. laughs>
1: I mean, I think whether it's the GameStop thing or the Dogecoin thing, I think I've always in viewed, uh, I've always viewed investing uh in the stock market, you know, directly like through Robinhood or anything like that. You know, it basically is gambling at the end of the day. I mean, don't invest money that you can't afford to lose like i had a stockbroker tell me that when i was in like high school so i mean uh yeah i think that's uh, there's a certain responsibility that comes along with it i mean if you put 200 dollars in a dogecoin it's basically like putting 200 dollars on a roulette table i mean you know what i mean if you're okay with that and losing it then that's fine um so I, I i think that's a part of it is all in good fun if you know you're doing it responsibly and those types of things so um i think that's where you kind of have to draw the line with that
0: yeah but I think that the difference for me, at least, is like Dogecoin, and versus like the GameStop stuff. Like there, with the GameStop stuff, there was an active movement against. Yeah. Like you, even if you were putting the money in, and you were like, "I'm gonna lose this money," mm-hmm. you're even if you lost all your money, you're doing something with that money, right? Like you were actively trying to like rebel against these hedge funds. That is not the case with Dogecoin.
2: Yeah, there was already value and a plan sort of set up with the GameStop scenario where with Dogecoin, you're trying to create value in something that already doesn't have value yet.
0: And here is the final part that I want to touch on. I think that this is a conspiracy theory that I am ready and willing to float are you guys oh, ready man, for I'm the excited. hooligan radio part of this of this topic drum roll interestingly enough okay so let <laughs> the timeline of events i'm going to explain it like i'm fucking charlie and the fucking gift that charlie used. so GameStop <laughs> takes off we robbed this hedge fund of billions of dollars and we say hey we're going to do it again with amc and then robin hood goes no the fuck you aren't and then suddenly, all of the people on GameStop, on, on Wall Street Bets, get bored and they take their money to Dogecoin. When they take their money to Dogecoin, the billionaires can play Dogecoin just the same way that they can play any other stock like you can. So, what they can do is they can sit there and say, All right. Everybody on the internet is, like, waiting for it to get to a dollar. We can just keep putting, like, pumping it up, having people buy in, and then take their money. And they can just do that over and over again. That's why, like, a lot of people were seeing a hard cap at 8 cents. So, basically, they would pump it up until 8 cents. People would start to buy in, like, in the 5 to 8 range. And then they would take all their money out, and they would drop to below, a, to like, a cent per Dogecoin. Uh, my conspiracy theory is that it's Reddit, dude. There's no, like, what are they going to say? Are you a hedge fund, man? Do you work for the hedge fund? And then they go (laughs) in here and they just get, like, fucking five memers with 30, 40 accounts. Like, we're all going to do, dogecoin, dogecoin to the moon. And then, like, they take all of the money that was going to be used against them on these other stocks like AMC, um... And they just take that away from all of these individual contributors who are actively rebelling against them. And then Robin Hood goes, after that happens, over the weekend or couple of days that they were limiting trades or whatever, and they go, all right, you guys can buy MC again. And then all these people who are going to buy MC don't have any fucking money because it's all wrapped up in Dogecoin. And that's my fucking TED Talk, and I think that's exactly what fucking happened, and everybody got fucking bamboozled.
1: Boozled. I mean, I feel like the Dogecoin is where I hit my limit of knowledge, which isn't a lot to begin with when it comes to this topic. But I understand, like, investing in GameStop or Chipotle or something and, like, that having value. But investing in – I mean, like, Dogecoin doesn't exist, right? Or does it? Like, is it a thing? <laughs> it's just like a made-up well, stock, right? Crypto is, Man. Uh,
0: crypto is very hard. So it's a crypto yeah. coin. Uh, and the it, thing with crypto is crypto is only given the value – that it well specifically with dogecoin some of the other cryptos have like intrinsic value where it translate to actual dollars um but with dogecoin it's just kind of like literally investing in the renown of the coin
1: yeah so it's like a fake it's like fake i mean the whole stock market is fake but it's extra fake like it's like yeah i mean you're you're literally just investing in something that's a currency right it's a currency so that it gets higher and then you make money yeah, that's 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 the more my knowledge. How much, va- how much value can I
2: put into this IOU? Is that's it- pretty much what I'm getting from Dogecoin. I okay. mean,
0: and that's what you're getting with the U S. dollar. But that's a fucking yeah. That's a fucking it's- 200 hour podcast we can start. We right. we, need, we need to
2: go back to the day where <laughs> gold and silver actually held yeah, value.
0: Because there's nothing like literally the thing that is just so interesting about crypto to me is crypto. Everybody's like, what does it even mean? Like, what is crypto? Doesn't even like map to anything like monetarily wise and i'm like the us dollar doesn't map to anything monetarily wise either so fuck them yeah the dollar
2: is literally an iou that says i promise that this equals a hundred dollar in some sort of value system
0: literally all it takes and it's happening now which is going to make it so much like so much more interesting to me is as soon as you can start buying actual real life goods with crypto that isn't fucking Drugs or whatever the fuck you buy on this like Silk Market, um, it's going to it's going to skyrocket in value. So what's very interesting right now is Elon Musk is very interested in crypto and the blockchain. Um, his Tesla just actually bought a bunch of crypto, and they have said that in the coming years you're going to be able to buy Teslas with crypto. Um, specifically, I think they're talking about Bitcoin. Um, And as soon as you can map, okay, for for Bitcoin, you can buy your Tesla Model X, like, the value behind that is going to change in everybody's eyes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there was actually a, uh, I saw a story, uh, a Daytona Nissan in Florida announced uh, on their website and on Facebook that they are actually (laughs) accepting Dogecoin. Um and a lot of people thought it was fake and like stuff and they like put out an official statement, um and were like no this is real but I guess like you can't actually use it to buy a car you can use <laughs> it for a, you can use it for a down payment of up to five thousand dollars or the equivalent of five thousand um, dollars, wow but that's still pretty crazy like that's still uh five thousand dollars worth.
2: There was uh, that and I can't remember his name but there was a, a NFL player that recently just got a certain percentage of his max contract paid out in crypto he asked <laughs> for it to be specifically paid in crypto and it wow. was a big thing on if the NFL was actually going to do it and they finally caved and paid him I can't remember who it was, it was some offensive lineman for someone I'll have to take a look of
0: course a lineman I love this <laughs> question the value of earth is less than the amount of money in circulation how true do you think this is the value of earth is less than the money, amount of money in circulation Um, I would say that that statement is probably more than half true, which is not a very good answer because like you can't really put a actual monetary value on earth because it is one of a kind at this point in time. I would say that the value hmm. of earth is infinite until we have a second earth
1: and it's also yeah. based on like the resources and stuff which the prices of any given resource is based on the market at the current time
0: right so
1: the no dollar was it.
0: once backed by gold Devin. it was it is no longer backed by gold it's it backed by the promise of the american of the united states to pay back the
1: debt that is actually owed it is not mapped to gold anymore we yeah they took took it off for some conspiracy theory reason i don't remember yeah we moved away gold from the has gold so much value
2: out yeah has so much value now outside of currency
0: there is also like a long time like the worry that if if we were to find like 400 tons of gold accidentally in a market it would crash the US economy <laughs> So if you were just like, Hala, la, 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 la and then you fucking hit like Here. a big fucking gold nugget, or like a meteor comes down, right? And it is just Oops, made of gold. gold, and it's just 500 tons of gold, the US dollar would go into the fucking toilet.
2: <laughs> Golds.
0: <laughs> so they kind of like moved away from it to protect the dollar, which then just made everything just like, what is even money, bro? <laughs> Lies.
2: That's what it is. Because
0: like, yeah, and everybody would die. It'd be like in Rick and Morty whenever they'd switch the dollar from fucking one to zero. In <laughs> <laughs> that one random fucking episode of Rick and Morty when they did that. I think that was like the Rick Shamp Redemption or whatever the fuck it was. But yeah, it's essentially what it would be. So like, that's my spiel on crypto and my spiel on what happened with GameStop. I hope that in, teaches literally anybody anything. If it... If you have questions about it, I tell you to DM me on Twitter. But, hey, guess what? I'm not on Twitter anymore. So DM well, us and we'll
2: ask Isaiah for you.
0: Yeah, you guys can ask all your questions yep, in there. In their DMs and they'll come back to me and ask me.